What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Just Saying with Justin Marndale. I'm Justin Marndale. Surprise. Uh, what a week. I... First of all, just want to say thank you to all of the lovely birthday wishes and texts and DMs and nudes um, I received for my birthday. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful trip around the sun yet again. Um, had a great time partying with my friends uh, over on Sunset on a nice Sunday, fun day, first day of spring. Uh, it was a lot better than Countess Luann. Uh, her night the other night at the townhouse in New York City where uh, she got kicked out of a bar. And you know what I have to say? As someone who has been asked to leave, I don't say the term kicked out. I, w- I have been asked to leave bars. <laughs> um, go for her, you know? And, and, and here's the thing. This is how I know nature's healing because the gays, first of all, townhouse is a gay bar in Manhattan. When the gays start asking housewives to leave the bar, nature's healing. Nature has finally healed. COVID is over. We are asking housewives to leave. She's obviously said, you know, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a cabaret singer. Uh, I just want to use my voice that God has given me himself to entertain. My favorite is that she was like, Play my track. And they were like, we don't know your track, Luann. And she's like, it's got over 19,000 downloads. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but anyways, she got asked to leave or kicked out of a bar. And she's like, hey, I have a problem with my drinking. I did not get kicked out of a bar for my uh, birthday, which I was very excited. Um, however, I have browned out a couple times at a bar. John, have you browned out before? Have you been kicked out of a bar? No, I don't drink. I'm usually the one, the responsible one. You don't. Oh, drink do you guys or, hear me? You don't drink or or. I think they smoke hear weed? me now. Can you believe Who it? Who are you even? I know. Uh, this whole time they're gonna regret it. <laughs> no, you're fine. I think I need a. I think I need a, a, a sober ally. <laughs> yeah. On this show to keep me in check. Yes, yeah, thank me. you. Um, and I hope everyone can hear you this week because everyone's yeah. pissed. Yeah, they were furious. I was trying to save them the 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 unfortunate event of having to hear my voice, but now now have... every, now you're in it. You didn't realize that you are the voice of a generation. Oh boy! And you know they they love you and I love you, but oh boy, I I have been kicked out multiple times out of bars. You know I'm I'm that guy. I try not to. It's not like a running theme of mine. But uh, not too long ago, I did brown out. And that a brownout is different from a blackout. A brownout, you're like there, and then you like wake up in your bed that same night, and you're like, wait, what? And then you like are up again. So like I browned out with uh, my boyfriend, and then we like woke up, and there was like he we we got an aloe plant and a pizza. Sure, don't know how that happened, but we did. So you you definitely did not just differentiate blacking out and browning out. You just that's blacking out. You know what? Like Countess Luann says, um, I, I I need to control my drinking. That's that's what I have to do. I love how Countess Luann sounds like Joey Diaz. That's my that's my impression of her. No, but I say go for it, girl. Get kicked out of a bar. You know what? YOLO. Um, but big news. Here's a segment I like to call Another Day, Another Conservatorship Has Ended. Amanda Bynes is finally free. I mean, but I say that with, like, hesitation. (laughs) We're just freeing all these 
just freeing people. That's what we're doing. Just that's I, I look at the store free people and I think of like a conservatorship ending. Um, Amanda Bynes is free. They ruled uh, this a judge ruled on ter- on Tuesday to terminate the former ooh, former actress's conservatorship of the person and estate. Uh, this hearing was five minutes long. Meanwhile, poor Britney Jean Spears is just grueling year after year after year. This bitch just gets into the court for five minutes and they're like, all right, get out of here. <laughs> get, get out. They just turned the hose on Amanda Bynes and just they sprayed her out of the court. Uh, yeah, they said that, that she is no longer required to have a, a conservatorship. She, uh, she filed a petition on Fe- uh, February 23rd to end it, nearly nine years after her hospitalization on an involuntary psychiatric hold. Um, she, The judge ruled that there's no apparent uh, impairment in alertness and attention, information and processing, or ability to modulate mood and effect, and suffers no thought disorders. Meanwhile, has a full heart tattoo on her face. And it's not even like, I'm sorry, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a proper heart shape. It's a lot. She's in the process of removing the face tattoo that she got. Thank you, Amanda. Now we can free her. Let's free her now. That's all that, that's all that they needed. They were like, so when are you going to get rid of that face stamp? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm in the process of removing it. All right. Case is closed. Free her. So Amanda Bynes is free. We wish her the best. Uh, she's actually engaged to her parents are very excited. I didn't realize that she hasn't worked since 2010 in the in the movie Easy A with Emma Stone. That was the last movie she's made. So here's what I need. 2022. I need we have Lindsay Lohan with a Netflix deal. She's doing like two films. I want Amanda Bynes to get back into it. Maybe, maybe like an Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan, like, uh, power duo, uh, movie where they're like, um, no, they can't be party girls. They have to learn from their mistakes. I don't know. Maybe like a, a heist comedy, a bosom buddy, gal pal, rom-com, something. That's what I want. But congrats, Amanda Bynes. Welcome to the Conservatorship is Over Club. You did it. We can't wait to see you. Um, not wearing those awful wigs like back in the day. Remember when she was like wearing like, remember she was like walking down Sunset with like a, like a like a like a wig in a bag on top of her head, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's Amanda Bynes," and they're like, "How can you tell?" It's like that's literally straw from a barn that she's wearing on her head. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's Amanda Bynes for sure. Like no one no one doubted it. So I'm very excited about this. I'm very happy for her. And speaking of happy, this is some good news. What? Good news? What's that all about? I know. I read this story and was like, I have to share this on Just Saying because the United States of America has moved up in this year's world happiness ranking, which... <laughs> Who ranks this? Who says like, oh, yeah, we're moving on up. We're feeling good. I think everyone's like over COVID-ish. And people are like feeling a little bit of joy. The weather's changed. It's spring. It's sprung. Spring has sprung. Now, 
I want you to guess. Did, did you already look at this headline, John? Uh, I looked at the headline, but I don't know what our ranking. Okay, is. so you don't know. Okay, you don't know the ranking. Okay. Nah. What do you think? What do you think the U.S. ranks in uh, world happiness? <laughs> how, how many? How, out of how many options? I don't know. Do, is this only NATO? Is it the, the entire world? Um, I think it's well the world. Yeah, I think it's like the world. I don't think it's like okay. a World Series kind of a thing where it's like all the teams from America are playing in it. I think it's like the world. Yeah. So I, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. NATO. Okay, I'm gonna say we're definitely not as happy as North Korea. Like they have to say that they're the happiest. So North, <laughs> North Korea. North Korea definitely has to say we are so happy. They're number one. Yeah. I would say we're in top seven. Mm-hmm. I would say we're either a six or seven just because we have access to the internet and can do these polls. Okay. You're very, very close. We're 16. Wow. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> we are 16th in the 10th annual. So this has been going on for 10 years. The 10th annual World Happiness Report. We are up. Hey. Hey. Small victories, guys. We were up three spots from last year. We were 19th. Okay, I need to know who the 15 are in front of us. I, that's what I need to know. I want to know who, oh, the, who the top five are because it doesn't – wait, let's see. Go right there. It says, okay, the U.S. now ranks above countries like the United Kingdom, suck it, Chechia, sure, Belgium, and France in happiness metrics. Uh, I guess they use a Gallup poll – from 2019 to 2021 to score 140, 146 countries across factors, including gross domestic product per capita, social support, life expectancy, freedom to make life choices, ooh, not in Texas, generosity, and perceptions of corruption. Okay. So <laughs> Finland is number one. Good for, I mean, I feel like that Finland would yeah, be yeah, one. Yeah. So if we're to Finland, Denmark, Sweden, I yeah, assume all those, top yeah. five. We're like lilacs bloom yeah. and like where there are no guns. That's gotta be yeah. Top it's like windmills and and bridges and creeks and like you know just wooden shoes where yeah. the air is like cinnamon, like a cinnabon. Like no you one walk having, by. No one in the middle of a conservatorship. No one's in, no one's having face heart tattoo removal. Yeah, yeah. There's no I, no one wakes up screaming. Just me. No, no one else. But yeah, I think. That makes sense, but look, next year we're gonna get a little happier, and I think, I think we jumped up three spots because we we have freed Brittany and freed Amanda Bynes, and it's yeah. easy, it's easy, and also, you know what? This is why else we're happy because the Gilded Age season finale was this week, and I'm telling you what, it gave me everything I needed. It uh, it gave me Mrs. Russell's ball, uh, it gave me aristocratic wigs. It uh, it gave me Mrs. Astor saying to Mrs. Russell, I can destroy you after this, you know. I was like, oh, I wish I could say that to someone. I want to be in a grocery store aisle, pissed off. If you saw my Instagram, I was in front of someone who had never been out in public before, just taking their time, putting their groceries out. And I and my friend recorded me like rolling my eyes and like trying to hold it together. I'm sorry. You can judge me. That's my face says everything. I'm, I'm, I, I can't be coy or like a normal person in public <laughs> but yes i wish i could say that to someone like it's at a starbucks if they don't know what they want when by the time they get up to the register just be like you know i can destroy you like that uh power bitch so yeah gilded age ended we don't know if we're getting a season two yet i need answers immediately i love the gilded age because it's just a fantasy there's dresses and corsets and 
God, there's just, it's so glamorous. And meanwhile, I'm like sitting on my couch farting in my shorts. And I'm like, oh, what a time to be alive back in the late 1800s before scarlet fever wiped out everything. Oh, those were the days. Um, However, we are getting news that finally, and just like that, is getting a season two. We're getting the... The show everyone loves to hate watch. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to discuss it. It's like it's it's. I'm sure it's going to be same kitchen, different fingers. That's going to be the tagline for and just like that. I I need to know where we left off. I think I don't even remember where we left off. I think uh, yeah, there was a there was a a a, a them mitzvah. There was a, a non-binary uh, bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah or them mitzvah. I don't even know anymore. Uh, Bobby Lee and Che Diaz um, hosted their podcast with Carrie Bradshaw. Oh, and she made out with her podcast producer. So maybe we'll maybe we'll see what's up. We're still not going to hear from Samantha. Guarantee it. And if you're mad and upset that the Gilded Age is over, have no fret because we are getting season two of Bridgerton. I'm very excited about Bridgerton coming back. Uh, this season you will, it's, uh, surrounded around, um, Anthony Bridgerton, the brother played by Jonathan Bailey, who is, God damn, he's so fucking hot. I can't even. So the storyline for season two is based around him finding his love. He finds himself in a love triangle with sisters, hot Kate and Edwina. So we're going to get a love triangle and it was a really fun article Because if you saw season one of Bridgerton, it was just like, it was pretty much porn. I said when Bridgerton came out and all the comics were kind of talking about it on stage, the whole season's about a woman learning about semen. That's all it was. It was a young girl learning about semen because she had never seen it before. And it was a lot of sex on stairs, a lot of like the the help mopping up hallways and stuff. But... um. They're spicing it up. They're going to keep it kind of cool. They have new tricks to the trade in Bridgerton season two, which has come out today. Um, this is what's amazing is that they is that they have um, sex coordinators, so they have intimacy uh, handlers, which I think if I wasn't a stand up comic, I'd be an intimacy coordinator. It sounds like the best job. You're like, okay, how's everyone? Are we touching touching butts over here? What's going on? We need to put a little tennis ball in between y'all. Let's go. They said that the dancing and and the sex scenes are the heart of the show still. So, ladies, get a bucket and a mop because Bridgerton's going to get that whap going. Um, But they wanted to make it feel safe. So they had an intimacy coordinator who is uh, um, encouraged the actors to portray what it is for a, a female to experience pleasure. So they're very they're keeping it real because if you've seen shows like Sex Life and uh, which is a shit show of a show as well and euphoria there's a whole bunch of like new sex that's being seen for the first time ever you're getting gay sex you're getting a lot of um uh trans queer actors that have never really had the spotlight when it came to like intimacy or sex scenes so oh you're gonna get it (laughs) we're gonna show you what it's like (laughs) um but yes bridgerton is out i'm very excited about it now i'm hoping that uh, Bridgerton does not have a lot of tiny dicks uh, this season because, oh, 
here's uh, this was an article that I I found out and I had to share it according to Vice. If you have a tiny dick or know somebody with a tiny dick, good news. Get happy because tiny dicks are back. Tiny dicks are back. Um in uh in, in a trending report, experts have experts have suggested that a small penis may become desirable at some point in the future, with the concept of the ideal dick size having been a fluid and ever-changing one throughout history. Now, Vice also says that whilst, whilst, oh, what a Bridgerton word, whilst the Western world is enamored by a big penis at the moment, throughout history there are examples of entire periods when a big dick was seen as something to be ridiculed and smaller penises were far more desirable. It is thought that thousands of years ago, a smaller penis was seen as a good thing. Okay. The ancient Greeks apparently saw a smaller penis as a sign of modesty and rationality. Now, here's... This is... I I wanted to read this to you guys. John Clark, a professor in art history at the University of Texas. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Small dick. He says this, that in ancient Greece, a human with a very large genitalia is considered to be grotesque and laughable. (gasps) <gasps> no one's ever called me grotesque. <laughs> Spoken like someone with a tiny dick. <laughs> Not you, John Clark. And whatever happened to, remember that song, Don't Want No Short Dick Man? Do you remember that song? No, but I remember No Scrubs and Scrubs have tiny dicks. <gasps> Did they say tiny dicks and no scrubs? No, but I assume that's what they mean. Have a shorty, but you don't show. That's that's a joint. Live at home with your mama. Something tiny, like that. Tiny dick energy. But don't want no short dick, man. Don't, 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 don't want, don't want, don't want, don't want. Remember? I remember being in like middle school and being like, yeah. yeah. Don't want no short dick, man. And my parents were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, it's a song, mom. Like, get with it. And she'd be like, that has got to be the smallest dick I've ever seen in my whole life. You need to get some tweezers for that thing. Like straight up just dick shaming. It was a song about dick shaming. I think her name was like something. God, what was her name? Can we look up her name real quick? Little Dick by HWA. Small Dick by Pink Guy. Tiny Dick by Nathan Foley. Short Dick Man by Gillette. Gillette. Yes. Short Dick Man by Gillette was was the uh, the jam in middle school. And you just had a whole bunch of children just running down the halls being like, don't want no short dick, man. Can't do that anymore. Unless there's an intimacy coordinator. What years? I've never heard. I, and At I worked all? in the music industry for 15 years. I've never heard of this song. That song slaps still slaps to this what? day. This is Was that cringe? I think that was what, what, what people would call cringe. If I was like, that song slaps. 1995. So I was only nine. So I, I didn't know what to do with a dick. At all, <laughs> big, small. Do you otherwise. now? <laughs> now I can't. Yeah, I wouldn't be singing about it. Are you coming out on the podcast? I'm not. Uh, wait, no, wait. Happy Sorry. Friday. Be your authentic self, wait, John. <laughs> wait, the artist is not Gillette. That's the featuring artist. The artist is Twenty Fingers. Twenty Fingers. I knew it was some weird. Yeah, Twenty Fingers, which also will make a cameo in and just like that, season two, <laughs> in uh, Carrie Bradshaw's kitchen. So we've got 20 fingers and Miranda in the kitchen. See how it all comes together? So good. Oh, 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 what a weird song. But yes, so Tiny Dicks, 
it's going to be Year of the Tiny Dick. Um, I guess I'll just crawl back to the shadows where I belong. But yes, if you've got a tiny dick, good for you. Happy, happy, happy for you. Now, speaking of tiny dicks, Simon Rex, um, which I, 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 I'm taking that back because Simon Rex back in the 90s had a full-on like posed nude. I don't know if you remember that. Where Simon Rex was kind of a big deal. He was on like MTV, like he did like the beach house. He was like this hot surfer guy. I think he like hosted like maybe the grind, maybe, or like something to the beach house where everyone was like dancing on boxes to short dick man. Very strange time. So um if you Google Simon Rex naked, stuff will pop up. I remember seeing it and being like, whoa, that's Simon Rex. I gotta Go to the bathroom real quick. Now, he is in the tabloids, uh, which is very rare. I'm very excited that Amanda Bynes and Simon Rex are having a moment right now. He says that he was offered $70,000 by an unnamed UK tabloid to say he slept with Meghan Markle. What? Everyone's just lying? Lying, lying, lying. Now, I'm going to read this real quick. So the Guardian said that the unnamed British tabloid offered Rex $70,000 to say he slept with the Duchess of Sussex. Uh, a scandal in Bridgerton awaits. Rex and Meghan Markle appeared together in an episode of the sitcom Cuts. What? Never heard of that. Uh, back in 2005. And according to the Guardian, the pair shared only a platonic lunch during that time. Later, Rex said he that multiple unnamed, mul- oh, multiple unnamed UK tabloids offered him money to say that they had slept together and offer that he refused. Simon says, I was broke as fuck. I really needed the money. Rex told the Guardian's Ryan Gilby, but I'll be on food stamps before I do that. Okay. Rex said the Duchess wrote him a thank you letter for his refusal to say that they had slept together without an intimacy coordinator. Would you have slept? Would you have lied? I was going to ask you that. I mean, you were what, what a me? hero this guy is. But you have like, yes. I've never been, I don't think I'll ever be in a situation where someone wants me to say they've, like, people would probably more likely offer me $70,000 to forget that somebody stuck with me. <laughs> like, here's $70,000 in a lobotomy. Your self confidence is just through the oh, roof I mean, today. Listen, I'm in LA. Uh, <laughs> would you ever do it for $70,000? I would definitely lie for $70,000 and say I did sleep with someone. See, th- I have so many questions because, A, does that get back to me? Like, if you know what I mean? Like, if I could be like, yeah, uh, yes, we had sex, but, like, don't say anything. I'm like, less likely. Like, if I'm in Pete Davidson's position oh, and... and what, I was what, doing so well. What's that? I hadn't heard I hadn't heard about him in, like, a couple days. What's the one from the, the vampire movies that he slept with? Like, if I slept with this hot actress and... Wait, what? The vampire movie girl, that, the, the Australian actress that, that he was sleeping with that's, like, twice his age. Twilight? Nope. Nope. Uh, the she was in um, that vampire movie. Whatever. We'll get to that later. But like, if I'm sleeping with someone, like a hot celebrity, we have we have a run and we end up deciding to sleep together. If somebody came to me and said, "I'll give you seventy thousand dollars to never talk about this," I'd probably say no to that. Like, if I'm sleeping with a hot celebrity, like like Pete Davidson is, I don't think I would take seventy grand to not talk about it. But I also think I'm disgusting enough that if someone's like, here's 70 grand to just say you slept with someone, just I'd be go, like, yeah. Just go away. Yeah. I, do. <laughs> I don't know. I think if someone was like, hey, we're going to give you $70,000 uh, 
to tell to to lie about having sex with a celebrity. I feel like if I ran into that celebrity, I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure. Like that's pretty shitty. Because then you meet that celebrity and they're like, "Hey, asshole, why are you telling people that we boned?" And you're like, "Well, if you're I, in that circle, I needed the money." I don't think Simon Rex ever imagined that they would be uh, that he would see her again, especially if this happened after she became the Duchess. I don't think they're running in the same circles anymore. Well, yeah, there's definitely that. I, I will agree that Simon Rex and Meghan Markle are definitely not in the same circle anymore. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can, that I can clearly vouch for that, you know. But at the same time, I think Simon was probably like. Uh, yeah, we don't want the British army coming to my door. Yeah, Kate I mean, Beckinsale's, and the name, British by the way. family has way more sex scandals that they're trying to cover up now, so they're busy. Yeah, but good for you, Simon Rex, for being a gentleman, a gentleman, and seeing a duchess at her time of need, and uh, a hero, a hero, American hero. That yeah. makes yeah, that's why we're being happy again because people are having morals and and thinking before they act. Well ish all right well that was good good for simon rex now we have another little liar on our hands you know simon rex is lying that he uh, saying that he was almost paid to lie to uh say that he slept with megan markle this week in anna delvey news i know i had to bring her up i just it's not a week without an anna delvey uh story so i wanted to bring this up because She's back in the news again. Anna, Anna Sorokin, the subject of Inventing Anna, says she may have lied a little. Just a little. <laughs> Not Tiny a bit. lot. Tiny bit. Not to get her locked up in Rikers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Anna, I have to just tell this story. This is from CNN. They said that Anna, whose life as a fake German heiress is dramatized in the hit Netflix series Inventing Anna. She's speaking out again. She recently went on the podcast, which we had talked about, Call Her Daddy, and talked to Alex Cooper about everything from whether her accent was real or fake. Uh, she says her accent is not fake. It's a real accent. So Only real. poor people make up accents. <laughs> this, is my, this is how I really talk. Um, and she also asked, they asked her if she would marry Kanye West for a green card. And, but that was, that was just a joke. Can, can, can people, can people who get like put in prison for wrong reasons, like not joke? I mean, I'm joking. And, 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 and while you're at it, do you have wire transfer? Uh, so she's currently in immigration and enforcement custody pending a deportation, um, which didn't happen. So, um, She's accused of conning her friends, obviously, uh, taking them out of like $200,000. And on the podcast, Sorokin sort of admitted to sort of admitted to lying about her status and background. I guess I did, she said. I mean, I cannot tell an exact instance, but I'm sure. <laughs> I just love how fucking bad shit crazy she is. Uh, and yet Sorokin said she never told any senseless lies. I never told a lie. I'm like I'm like George Washington, that famous president. He he <laughs> he he never told a lie. I would invite George Washington to ADF. Uh, she said she was from Germany, which was true, but nobody ever asked about her job. Nobody asks. Nobody asks who are your parents and how much money do they make. It's just outrageous. God. It was just really a surprise to me that people would be, like, so interested in the way I went about the things because it just made so much sense to me. I don't even know what the fuck that even means. 
And, and she also said after she gets deported that she can go anywhere else in the world. It's not like I have to stay in Germany with the Lederhosen and Oktoberfest. I love it. I love that, like, we have the whole series. She's been vouching that she's been telling the truth and being who she is. And then <laughs> she's like, I might have just squeezed the truth just a little bit. You know, it happens. Auf Wiedersehen. Or whatever the fuck they say in Paul Towns. Oh, God, I love Anna Delvey. God bless you, you sweet princess. You sweet, fake German heiress. <laughs> you monster. All right, I'm very excited about this story. It's very tricky. This is a tricky story. I'm obviously here for it. But we have Disney Plus. If, if you have a Disney Plus account, you know how they're doing like origin stories. You know, they're, they're doing like a whole like origin story. And, and this origin story, I'm talking like with Star Wars, you know, you're getting like Boba Fett. You're getting uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, where they came from before, you know, Star Wars and all that stuff. So now they're doing it with Pixar. Um, and they're uh, releasing the series... Lightyear, I believe it's a series. It could be actually a movie. I'm not it's sure. A movie, huh? Movie. It is a movie. Okay, yeah. So it's a movie. We're doing a um, prequel, I guess, origin story of where Buzz Lightyear came from, where the actual character of Buzz Lightyear before they turned him into a toy for the Toy Story franchise. Now, here's where it gets good. So they had taken a same-sex kiss out of the movie so they had already like made the movie then they were like mm, this might be a little racy let's take this out so on march 9th uh lgbtq employees and allies at pixar animation studios sent a joint statement to walt disney company leadership claiming that disney executives had actively censored overtly gay affection in its feature films the allegation made us part of a larger protest over the company's lack of public response to Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, which is fucking stupid, did not include which Pixar films had weathered the censorship nor which specific creative decisions were cut or altered. But in at least one case, the statement appears to have made a significant difference. So yay, small victories. Okay, so according to uh, the, uh, the, the movie... There is a relationship where I guess there's two women. There's a there's two female characters. Uh, Hawthorne, who is voiced by Uzo Aduba, uh, she's in a relationship with another woman, and they do a kiss. Now, following the uproar surrounding surrounding the Pixar employee's statement and Disney CEO Bob Chapek, his handling of "Don't Say Gay" Bill, however, the kiss was reinstated into the movie last week. So this is my thing, and I haven't really voiced an opinion on this just because it's Florida, and I'm like, of course it's fucking Florida. But Bob Chappick, who's the CEO of Disney, he waited a really, really long time to say anything about this bill passing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're the CEO of Disney, like Disney World, like the gayest place ever, like the happiest place. It's what boosted up us up to 16 in the uh, the ranking. But so obviously I think he's doing this to like save face and be like, oh shit, no, I need gay people still come to Disney World. Yay, look, everything's fine. So I get it. I'm glad that they're putting this back. I love the visibility. We need visibility. Um, 
because everything else right now has just been kind of like, eh, it's been touched upon and some some um um movies that they've done with uh as at least with Disney has been onward they had um a gay police officer Luca was a little like tongue in cheek of these two boys they called it like uh calamari by your name it was the two little sea monster boys so this is good we need the representation so i'm glad that they're throwing this kiss back in and hello Disney Disney movies are gay just in, like every Disney villain is gay. I've said this on stage, I stand by it. You know, Jafar loves lamps, he loves antiques. You know, he tries to like come across as straight and it just doesn't work. He's like, "Princess Jasmine, I'll marry you." And you're like, "Oh, queen, sit down." <laughs> you know, Maleficent not invited to the baby shower, storms in, brings her own crows curses the baby like that's that's an icon right there when you go to a baby shower and curse a baby yeah move bitch <laughs> get out the way and you also have like scar who is just like you know oh just cannot be bothered by his nephew simba and he's like Ugh, get out of here <laughs> and he just like kills his brother in front of him in front of his nephew and just asks him to to be banished i mean there's so many gay is that a gay thing what killing your brother? Yes, we kill our siblings. Oh, yes, yeah, we we sibling side our loved ones and then we take over their thrones. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Like whenever there's like a like a royal movie or something, there's always that like, you know, the bitchy gay like brother or sister who's like, you know, I'm not in line for the throne. And then there's like a ring with poison, you know. And then they're like, yes, bitch, now it's my turn. There was a remember Braveheart. There was like, do you remember the movie Braveheart with like the gay kid and like. Yeah, and like this, and the the dad just picks him up and throws him out the window. Times were different. <laughs> we need representation. We're tired of being thrown out of windows. Um. So yes, I'm very excited. I'm excited about Lightyear. I think this is going to be great, and I'm very excited that they have, you know, said fuck it. We're going to put this in the movie, and you know, it's time. It's time. My God, who cares? I mean, it's not like I'm trying to think of like if they made like porn versions of mo of Disney films that's like dark web stuff I mean this isn't bad this is you know light year buzz light year but I feel like some ideas if there's someone out there who wants to do it you could do wreck me Ralph that's a good one you could do Mona it's was like Moana but Mona oh Edward Scissorhands wasn't uh, what was Edward Scissorhands Disney? No, oh. it was like Fox or something. I've seen uh, I've seen the cover of Edward Penis Hands. That was very different. You could do Fisting Dory. There you go. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> keep fisting. Bestiality. I'm squirting. Always big. <laughs> Terrifying. So I am very happy for this representation. I'm here for the Lightyear uh, movie. It's going to be great. I love that, you know, Toy Story is getting a little origin story. I hope we get a Woody, like Woody's origin story. I think that would be fantastic. Um, and maybe some of the little robots and other toys. However, these robots, I do not want a um, origin story because they actually freak me out. Because, you know, we all know robots are kind of slowly taking over the world. We've got Roombas. Um We've got Alexa. Sorry if I set off your Alexa. Oh, God, I did it again. Sorry. Um, 
what's who what's another robot that we have um tesla's scare me who tesla's tesla's yeah um we have republican senators um so there's a whole bunch of them there's there's a whole bunch of them um just before halloween in 1985 a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown salt lake city killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge as the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning suddenly looking for the culprit became a race against time Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors, and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. Just when you thought it was safe to have diarrhea again, Chipotle is employing a tortilla chip-making robot named, wait for it, Chippy. Uh, 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 uh. I see what they did there. And they have programmed it to make some imperfect chips. Now, no no one asked for this. No one asked, you know, no one went into a Chipotle and said, you know what they're missing? Robots. <laughs> Just give me my shit bowl and my iced tea and let me be on my way. So here's 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 what's going down. They wanted um, uh, this robot to complete tasks traditionally done by people, and it's meant to increase uniformity and cut down human error. I'm sorry, you work in a Chipotle. The entire place is a <laughs> Nothing human error. says human error like <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> so they've created this robot, Chippy, a robotic arm programmed to destroy the earth and humankind. Sorry, no, what I meant was make tortilla chips. So as food, as food and Wine reports, Chippy's the result of a collaboration between Chipotle Innovators and Miso Robotics, the robotics firm behind Flippy, a similar robotic arm that will destroy the Earth's core in five seconds. Sorry, no, flipping hamburgers at a White Castle in Chicago. So... Chippy is supposed to make tortilla chips exactly like its human counterparts do. Cooked with the same proportions of corn, mesa flour, water, and sunflower oil. Sprinkled with a little salt and lime juice. And just as humans sometimes distribute that salt and lime juice a bit unevenly, <gasps> so will Chippy. Everyone loves finding a chip with a little more salt or an extra hint of lime. Who says... <laughs> This was from Neville Pethanke, a Chipotle vice president of culinary. <laughs> the culinary. The, oh, culinary and Chipotle. Okay. Two words that I never thought I'd hear together. To ensure we didn't lose the humanity behind our culinary experience, we trained Chippy extensively to ensure the output mirrored our current product, delivering some subtle variations in flavor that our guests expect. 
So this robot is making tortilla chips, which by the way is not hard. Literally, it's tortilla thrown into like old oil. <laughs> That's all it is. Just you, you, like French fries, you just throw a tortilla in there. This isn't like this isn't rocket science. So this robot, this poor robot, like imagine being a robot created, and you're like, finally. It has begun. And you're like, oh, you're going to be fucking flipping chips. And you're like, no, please kill me. Unplug me, please. <laughs> Just a robot begging for death at a Chipotle. Now I've seen it all. So the Chipotle Cultivate Center is located in Irvine, California, which what? I had no idea. As for whether Chipotle employees feel threatened... <laughs> Chipotle employees feel threatened by Chippy. I would too. Could you imagine like clocking in at work and all of a sudden this like red laser scanner goes over you and you're like, what the fuck was that? And you look over and it's Chippy like, good morning, Ashley. And you're like, hi, Chippy. Would you like to meet your godless maker today? What? I'm just over here flipping chips. Have a good one. So... I guess the employees don't feel threatened by Chippy because, you know, it's perfectly imperfect culinary capabilities that he has. Only time will tell, but it seems like there's a fairly good chance that some will welcome the help. Uh, okay. Can yeah, you imagine so if they did this? Like, they're really trying to focus in on the fact that it's imperfect. Can you imagine if, like, Elon Musk announced, hey, we're creating this new Tesla, and sometimes when it parks itself, it hits other cars. Dude, did you see that video of the Tesla that, like, it was, like, here in L.A. that, like, it went up the hill and just flew? Did you see that? <laughs> no. It, like, flew and, like, like, ripped half of it, like, from the back. Just, yeah, it, like, flew and, like, almost almost flipped over. It was crazy. Yeah, that's what I want. I that want, checks like, out. hey, you know what I want? I want imperfect robots to go with my uh, lower abdominal ulcer that I'm about to get. Yeah. So Chippy was conceived after after the workers. Oh, yeah, let's blame it on the help. They were asked for their thoughts on ways to improve the restaurant. And at the top of the list was a better way to make chips. Shut up. Chipotle workers, you work at an assembly line. It's literally... It's not hard. There are other restaurants that are modeled after you. There's like a Mediterranean. There's um, Kava. Uh, what is it called? Uh, is it Kava? Which is like the Mediterranean one. They have like a salad. Like Sweet Greens is a salad. Chipotle. There's other Chipotles. There's like. Uh, um, uh, Subway is a trash. But Chipotle. Subway. Yeah. Subway was the OG assembly. I mean, it's not hard. They're like, there has to be a better way to make chips. Uh, uh, uh. No, there's really not. I mean, focus on your queso. It tastes like dog shit. There, I said it. Oh, my God. I mean, but what if the rise of the machine started at a Chipotle? I wouldn't be shocked. That's what I want to say. I'm like, what if, like, Terminator 2 got it all wrong? If it was just, <laughs> like, like someone, it's just some Chipotle in Irvine. <laughs> The lights start flickering. <laughs> Naked Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up on like the counter. It's <laughs> like, what is happening? Sarah Connor wanted a way to make chips easier to make. 
Little did she know that the machines would rise and take over the world. Oh, Arnold. Excuse me, can I get my order? Oh my god, Anna Delvey, how did you show up at this Chipotle in Irvine? I have to be here for the robot apocalypse. It's only the most exclusive apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) Anna Delvey would show up at the most exclusive robot apocalypse. Oh my god. I just love, like, nothing surprises me anymore. And so, to end this episode, this is a segment I like to call Kill It With Fire. (laughs) So, I was talking about Chipotle, and, you know, sometimes, you know, it's been rumored, you know, it gives you diarrhea, makes you have an upset stomach, but this takes the cake. I'm getting grossed out. I just had to, I just, I, I like, I like these stories. I want to gross you out. I want to like, I think we need to ex- experience life and, and celebrity and entertainment f- through all brackets of fun and light. And not everything is a celebrity story, but this bitch, my God, I saw this and was like, oh, I have to talk about this. I have told you guys my love f- and hate for wall people and you know, you guys have expressed it. You're like, oh my God, not wall people. Crawl space videos, Google cross people in crawl space videos <laughs> terrifies me. So between wall people, which are parasites, and there's another thing that freaks me out too. It's the like dead twin kind of thing, or like being in the womb and like having that fucking cricket person on your back. Have you seen malevolent? Male- malevolent? Or malevolent? What is it called? It's called malevolent. I'm pretty sure. So it came out like last year or whatever, and it was this woman, and she's like, "Oh my god, all these people are being murdered and whatever." Spoiler alert: she has a cricket person on her back, full like praying mantis dead twin that like grew out of her after she hit her head, and like while she's asleep, it's like, and she's like walking backwards and shit. And because it's like this dead twin that's like taking over her body while she's in like REM sleep, which this is this yeah. Make sure you get your phones like set on your on your deep sleep, uh, and your and your watches synced up to your deep sleep. And if it's saying that you're walking around in your house while uh while everything's happening, you got a cricket person on your back. Okay, go get checked for cricket people. Okay. Uh, so this woman discovered a, wait for it, 20-pound tumor with teeth and hair growing in her ovaries. I know. I know. I just, yeah. I threw up as well. I'm going to tell you this story real quick. So this Texas nurse, god damn it, Texas, first with tiny dicks, now with 20-pound tumors? What's going on over there? A Texas nurse who struggled to lose weight throughout the years discovered that a 20-pound tumor with hair and teeth, oh, God, was growing in her ovary. I don't. I wish you could see what this looks like. I'm going to describe it to you. Um, and when we have video, you'll be able to see it. We're going to have video shortly. This thing looks like, it looks like if a manatee and a butthole had a baby. So... That's what it looks like. And this came out of this woman's body. She looks very sweet. She looks like a Sagittarius. 
She is like on the beach, like, hey guys, it's my selfie. You know, she sells cosmetics. And this fucking hellish nightmare is living in her ovaries. Jamie Conwell, 28, tried a variety of diets and exercises throughout the years to lose weight, but noticed that the opposite was happening. Although she was working out twice a day and eating healthy, Conwell was unable to lose any weight and gained more. Dead twin, right off the bat. Dead twin. Last March, Conwell visited her doctor after she experienced some symptoms and said it would make her nauseous to do simple tasks, like tying her shoes during the exam. The, why am I like I'm like a campfire counselor? During the exam, the doctor explained that Conwell's white blood cell count was abnormal and placed her under anesthesia. The doctor came in and told her I had... No, first of all, they're saying this very easy. The doctor came in and told her I had a massive tumor in my abdomen. No, the doctor came in, vomited in your face. So the doctor came in told her I had a massive tumor in my abdomen that I had engulfed my right ovary. He then asked if they could remove it, and my mom my mom agreed. So I had the tumor along with my right ovary removed. After I woke up, I took a walk with my mom, and I could see the worry in her face, so I knew something wasn't right. Yeah, no shit. Got a 20-pound tumor with teeth and hair. Let's reenact this. Okay, so the doctor comes in. Well, um, it's not good. <laughs> Wait, no. Let's go back. He's going to go. Hi, doctor. What seems to be the problem? (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) All my years of being a doctor, I've never seen anything like this. Doctor, what are you getting? Oh, something I should have gotten a long time ago. A butane tank and a light. (laughs) That's it. Scene. Just set her on fire. That would be me. There'd be vomit and piss and shit coming out of all of my orifices. But... I would have done this to save mankind because if that thing had gotten out, I guarantee I wonder I wonder if he took it out and like stabbed it with a fork or like a scout. Why? I don't know why I said fork. I just assume. But like, make sure it's dead. It has teeth. What if he was like, what if the doctor pulled it out of her body? It had. Oh, my God. I'm going to fucking vomit. What do you think? What what if this is our only defense against Chippy? If what? This is our only defense against Chippy. Yeah. Yes. This was sent in the future to take out <laughs> Chippy the Chipotle robot. Yeah, this hairy toothed tumor. And the doc, what if the doctor looked down at it and like a fucking eye opened and then it just like winked? It was like, Hi, good morning. It's me, Tommy the Tumor. I'm here to kill Chippy the Chipotle robot. <laughs> Please don't interfere with my mission. It's all I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> Save the world. Let's get it. Let can you mark up the U.S. to like a number one spot at the at the happiest the happiest place on earth? Hey, we've got a same sex kiss in Disney's Pixar movie. Yes, get in there, Tippy or Tubby or whatever the fuck you're called. <laughs> Just stop looking at me with your hairy teeth. Ugh. Gross. Anyways, so I, you know, I'm glad this girl got her tumor removed. I'm glad this tumor has killed Chippy. I'm glad. I mean, I'm grateful that, um, I'm grateful and not grateful that Sex in the City is returning. Um, Amanda Bynes has been freed. Tiny dicks are back in. I mean, I don't even know. 
I mean, Anna Delvey admitted to being a liar. No, no. And we have to end with this. Maury Povich's show is ending after more than 30 years. <gasps> wow. That's sad. Wow. The day after my birthday, this was announced. Maury Povich's show ending after more than 30 years. Maury, you are the canceled. Oh, man. Maury's ending after 31 seasons. I mean, my God. Iconic show. I liked Maury Povich a little more than... Um, Springer. Springer, yeah. Because it was like... The fighting was so stupid on Springer. But so many iconic moments on Maury Povich. You had those backstage videos. You know, it's like, My name is Stacy. I'm 14. And I'm looking for dick. <laughs> my... <laughs> Like, and you're like, Jesus, that's right. I hit my mama and I'll do it again. And you're like, good God. The paternity test industry. Oh, the, is and then it was like, and then it was all just paternity, te- paternity yeah. tests. And then you'd be like, you are the father. And they'd be like, no. And they like flip the chair and run off screaming. And then it was a little controversial too, because he would have like women. Do you remember it was like drag queens and, and biological women? Yep. And they'd go to the audience, and they was like, what do you think, sir? And he's like, oh, that's a man, Maury. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. Definitely can't do that show anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a man, Maury. And then it was always like, I, I'm actually a woman. My name is Susan, and I'm a librarian. And you are like, oh, my God, poor Susan. Oh, but farewell, Maury Povich. What do you think that house that household was like? Because you have him doing these kinds of shows, and wasn't he married to uh, Connie Chung? Connie Chung? Yeah. Who was, like, doing legitimate news? Yeah. That must have been humiliating to come home to that. And uh, no, I, he's the he's he's making the bank now. Connie Chung's been kind of like off the radar. Last I heard, she had a twenty pound uh, tumor removed. From no, her but ovaries. I think it's more of the legitimacy. Like for for all these years, he's been doing his show. He comes home and says, "Yeah, well, today we threw three tables," and like she's talking about a war that she had to cover. I know, but is Connie Chung even covering news anymore? No, not anymore. Yeah, but I mean, for a majority of his career, he would come home and have to hear about real news. Yeah, but I mean, Maury was just so great. Very, yeah. you know, it's his farewell season. 30, 31 seasons. That means he was a good boss. Yeah. Ellen only did 19. He did 31. 31 seasons of a show. That's that's like groundbreaking. That's how they used to do it. Him, Springer, you barely got any kind of controversial news out of them. I mean, yeah, I think it was just like paternity tests. He played safe. Paternity yeah. tests. He played safe. I'm in love. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. You know what I mean? There wasn't like chairs being thrown. He ruined families. I mean, that was episode. just my, I just, you know, he would always have like, you know, roommates that were in love with each other. Um, but my, that was my favorite. It was like, there was a video where it's like this young girl and she's like, and she's like this little like piece of shit kid. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, my name is Stacy. I'm 12. My favorite popsicle flavor is dick. And you're like, damn. She's like, I want a baby. If my baby loses his pacifier, that's cool. I'll go get another one. If my baby gets cold and needs a blanket, it's cool. I got three. Like that. And then they'd all come out, right? And the audience is like, boo! Like you just boo a child. Oh, God. We need another show where just children get booed when they walk out on stage. That's That'll teach them. And like they're just automatically getting booed for their bad behavior. And the kids are like, yeah. What is this magic? Hats off to you, Monsieur Povich. 
Thank you for all of the joy you brought over the years. And I hope this podcast brought you guys as much joy as it was making it. Thank you again. Thank you for liking and subscribing. Please make sure to tell all your friends. Please leave a review. I love hearing from you guys. And also, if you want to talk about stories, don't be afraid to DM me. Hit me up on Instagram, at Justin Martindale. We would love to get some feedback, some questions. If you guys have some questions for me or John, we can uh, address those in a later episode. Also, we're going to be starting uh, having some guests on board and uh, a little bit of uh, some video for you guys. So these will be available as well. Huh? By popular demand. By popular demand. You wanted to see all of this. So you will be able to see it soon on a YouTube channel near you. But again, make sure to like and subscribe. Thank you so much. And as always, uh, just saying, this was awesome. So thanks again. I'm Justin Marndale, and you were listening to Just Saying. We will see you next time. Go get your tumors removed at a Chipotle with your tiny dicks. Chipotle.